Monday matinees begin right here on the Mutual Audio Network. Monday matinees begin right here on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance recommended. Outside the west gate of the castle, the stairs by the Lincoln statue. There's a secured conference room between the statue and the stairwell. Meet me there in 30 minutes. I'll be there in 20. New Kingdom Radio Theater presents The Rise of King Silas, Episode 4 The Fine Line. Brought to you by the J.V. Micah Publishing Company, publishers of the children's book, Childress is Lost. Available on Amazon. Order a copy today for the small child in your life. Silas was a leader who demanded only the best from those in his inner circle. And those he trusted advised him to get rid of all the government agencies that existed in the United States before the war. And he did just that, but kept some for posterity. One such agency was the Department of Homeland Security. But they failed to meet the goals set by the king. In order to reach the level of prosperity Asylus wanted for all Americans, enemies had to be weeded out and eliminated. Even if some of those enemies were American citizens. Homeland security was simply a relic from the old country, and much like the US government was, it too was grossly corrupt. So King Asylus established the Ministry of Interior to replace it, and he named retired General Jeremy Oreb to be its minister, a position of immense power. General Oreb entered King Asilas's inner circle with a military mentality to bring balance to an increasingly sloppy operation. Oreb, Capone, and Asylas often met to discuss and oversee the day-to-day plans to ensure America's enemies were eradicated. General Oreb, I must admit I'm very alarmed by the urgency of this meeting. 
What is going on and who is this young woman you've brought with you? Forgive me, Quentin, for meeting you this way. I'm new to the dynamics of this team, and you have a special friendship with the King. I felt it was wise to bring this to you. It's too important to wait for the morning. First, this is Rachel Kanan. I will let her tell you what is going on. Mr. Capone, I live just outside Buffalo, and a few months ago, I met a young man named Amaziah while working on my father's farm, but he uses the name Joseph Wiseman. We fell in love, and about two weeks ago, he told me he wanted me to go on vacation with my family to another state, or at least outside of Buffalo. I told him that's crazy. My parents won't go on vacation in the middle of the school year. But he insisted I convince my parents and leave because he doesn't want anything to happen to me. Like what? He made me swear not to tell anyone, and he promised we would be together and get an apartment after graduation. But I know now that's not true. It's okay, Rachel. Tell Mr. Capone what you know. It's the right thing to do. Amaziah is Russian. He says he's a part of an organization sent to America to stop their occupation of the motherland. He says America and King Silas are trying to rule the world and kill all Russians and anyone who doesn't submit to his rule. Right now, his organization is in Canada and they're planning hundreds of terrorist attacks throughout the New Kingdom, including Buffalo. And that's why he doesn't want me or my family to be there on a specific date. A specific date? What specific date? December 21st. He says they will make many sacrifices that day and the next all over the country. And they're going to try to kill the king. <laughs> it's okay. That isn't going to happen. We're going to stop this crazy plan, and you'll help us. You can help save our king and our country from these evil people. Rachel, does your boyfriend know you are in New Eden? No. We talked last night, and I told him I was sick and was taking medication that makes me sleep a lot. Her uncle's a detective for the Buffalo PD. She told her father, and he contacted his brother, and within hours, I was on a plane to Buffalo to speak with her directly. I brought her here to speak with the king. Do you think he will see her at this hour? We can't risk this Joseph person knowing she is here, or he might tip off his group. I understand now. You're right. This can't wait. Let's go speak with the king's assistant on duty now. Perhaps the king is still awake. It's going to be okay, Rachel. Mr. Oreb will get you on a plane back home shortly. General Oreb, make sure she gets a secured phone when she goes back so we can communicate with her directly. So I'm going to meet King Asylus now? Don't be nervous. Just tell the king everything you know. Minister of Interior, Oreb, Quentin Capone, and the young girl from Buffalo, Rachel Canaan, met with King Silas in the middle of the night. They discussed the plot and Silas was very troubled by this. In this meeting, it was discovered there was a connection between the stolen school supplies Capone's investigative team uncovered previously and the Russian terrorists. 
The terrorists were planning to send young Russian men and women posing as high school kids into heavily populated schools and shopping centers on December the 21st with backpacks loaded with bombs and enough hybrid C4 explosives to level an entire building. There was even a plan to assassinate the king himself. Silas sent the young girl Rachel back home that night with instructions to help Minister Oreb and his team to locate the terrorists that were already in America. Your Majesty, are you planning on contacting the Canadian Prime Minister to see if they will assist us with finding the terrorists? No. I don't understand. Don't you think Canadian authorities should know they have terrorists in their country? They already know, Quentin. What? Well, if they already know, why haven't they contacted us? Because they are following orders. This is them, Quentin. The Canadian Prime Minister is under their control. For all we know, they are probably helping them with this plot. Jesus Christ, my lord. What you are saying would be grounds for war. What do you think we should do? Well now, isn't that what you and I are going to figure out right now? If the Canadians are helping Russian terrorists, then that means the Russians got there with help from someone else. King George. Well, that's one possibility. But King George is a do-boy. Even if he is helping the Russians, someone else is telling him to do it. Maybe the Germans, maybe the French. Since Canada is kind of the puppy dog of France and the stepchild of England, maybe all of the above. They are aligning to take us out, Your Majesty. Indeed they are. So what we do is use our spies in Canada to expose the plotters, which puts Canada on the defensive. They won't be able to cover for anyone if the reporters get their hands on stories of Russian terrorists. It's very sensational, don't you think? Reminds me of the Mafia, sir. I love it. We could always call in a few favors if need be. We won't need to war with Canada. They want nothing of the sort, I'm sure of it. They want to play dumb and act innocent in all this, but we won't let them. I love it how they always claim the moral high ground, yet they are just as guilty of global pollution and human trafficking and corruption as the worst third world countries. I am going to enjoy exposing them for the pretenders they really are. Call in the spies, Quentin, and tell them to proceed with their contingency protocol. Canada will be sorry they ever tried to undermine America. As you command, Your Majesty. And one more thing. Now we know why those principals were stealing all those school supplies, those backpacks, hundreds of them. God, Quentin, how many attacks are they planning? I know we hung all the principals, but arrest their supervisors. Find out what they know, who they know, where they visited and vacationed in the last six months. Sift through all their phone records, emails, everything. I want to know every person they had contact with, and I want them jailed. Somebody knows something, and we'll get it out of them one way or another. Waste no time. Do it now. 
I'm on it, sir. Witness News, when you want the news first. Good morning, everyone. We have breaking news coming out of Toronto, Canada. Canadian authorities are not commenting on reports of Russian terrorists in Toronto, Vancouver, and other cities throughout Canada who have been plotting to attack several cities in the New Kingdom of America. Can News Agency is reporting there's even a plot to assassinate King of Silas. Over a hundred illegal Russians were rounded up and arrested in the early morning hours just one day after the Canadian Security Intelligence Agency received an undisclosed number of anonymous tips of a Russian terrorist group known as the Nihilists operating out of a headquarters in Toronto. There is also no comment from the office of King of Silas, although sources say the King has been in contact with Canada's Prime Minister. Americans across the country are waking up to this disturbing news. And on social media, people are expressing strong support for the king if he decides America should war with Canada, if they were complicit in these plots. With us in studio, we have the former president of the United States. President Jackson, thank you for joining us so early. What do you make of these reports coming out of Canada? Well, first, thank you, Tom, for inviting me on the show this morning. Myself, like all Americans, am shocked and deeply troubled by these reports, as everyone should be. Do you also share the sentiments by many on social media that King of Silas would be justified in America going to war with Canada over this? I think that's a knee-jerk reaction. No one wants to go to war, especially not Canada. Do I think it would be justified if they were complicit? Absolutely. But right now, we simply do not know the facts, and it would be unwise to jump into a discussion of military action against a neighboring country that has been our ally for as long as anyone can remember. Mr. President, do you feel in these times America can still rely on our so-called allies? Well, I firmly believe we should give our allies the benefit of the doubt. And I also don't think King Asilas wants to take our country back into a war. Remember, not so long ago, we endured a civil war. So although there are people on social media that talk tough about going to war, I don't believe the masses in general want to jump right back into a gunfight. And I especially don't believe Canada wants to either. Sir, what do you think happens now? What message of reassurance can you say to Americans watching right now and are probably anxious at the prospect of a war with Canada? My message to the people is simply to trust in our king. There's no need to be alarmed or think about such drastic actions unless he says so. And if our king tells us to get ready for it, then we'll saddle up, load our guns, and do our duty to protect our country. Even though I feel Canada will work with us to smoke out our terrorists, if they were complicit, I'll be the first to sign up to defend the front line, because an attack on any of us is an attack on all of us. Mr. President, thank you for taking the time to speak with us. Your words are inspiring to us all. No, thank you, Tom. 
Dr. Ezekiel, we, we have to talk now. Your Majesty, what's the hurry? I I don't understand. I wasn't supposed to meet with you until tomorrow. I, I have to see you now because tomorrow I have to be um, somewhere else. Somewhere else? Where are you going? To many places. Listen, have you been watching the news? There are Russian terrorists trying to assassinate me and carry out attacks all over the country. We caught about a hundred of them, but there are probably many more still out there. And you think they're here in New Eden? Come on, that's crazy. I, I can't take any chances. I don't think you are in any danger. I, I think New Eden is fine, I think. Your Majesty, they aren't coming here. They're not? How do you know this? Well, well I don't actually know this, but anyone would be crazy to attack us here in the capital. They would be killed for sure. Don't you know these are suicide missions? They mean to die. They want to. It'll make them martyrs and heroes in their homeland. Look, I don't want you to worry. But if you feel you are unsafe, I can have you and your family move somewhere where you'll be protected. Your Majesty, perhaps you're overreacting just a bit here. This is not necessary. What we must do is stay calm. Calm and rational. If you must go, then go. But don't be gone too long, okay? I won't be. Just, just be careful, Dr. Ezekiel. I will call you as soon as I can and check in. I'm taking it seriously, and I'll be here. Stop worrying. Everything will be fine.
In these days of the nihilist threats against me and the country, I have to go into hiding. I promise you this is the only time during my reign when I will actually hide from the public. I've instructed Minister Oreb to hire several body doubles to impersonate me at various events. I have to do this to keep all of my enemies in the monster group from carrying out an attack. I also told Abigail about this, because I know she will feed this information back to the group. I'm not yet sure how she is getting this information to them, and I'm not even sure if she knows what she is doing. But in order to buy me some time and find the conspirators in her midst, I have to keep up this charade with Abigail. Your Majesty, the Canadians are backtracking now. They want to know if you'll see their ambassador to discuss extradition of the Russian terrorist ringleaders. I bet they do. Tell them we'll see the ambassador now. Sir, shouldn't we make them sweat a little more? I mean, these people tried to have you killed and send our country into a tailspin. I think you're being way too nice to them. Forgive me for being so forward, sir. Stop it, Quinton. I trust you with my life, and you above all else should feel comfortable to speak your mind around me. No need for an apology. Not seeing the ambassador would send them the message that we are angry and are planning a retaliation, and we can't let them think that. I don't understand. They were complicit in this plot, sir. We have the evidence. They are guilty as sin. I know. And that's why you're going to take all that information and put it somewhere safe, where no one knows it exists except you and I. Why, sir? Please, let me in on your thinking so I can help you better. Quentin, we shouldn't be looking at how the Canadians react. We know they are puppets to the group. I want to know who is pulling their strings. And the way we'll do this is by watching and listening to who speaks out about the news of Canada handing over the ringleaders. Watch, Quinton. The ones that try to instigate a provocation between us are the ones we should set our sights on next. I see. The real perpetrators want us to war with Canada. They set them up. <laughs> wow. So, they will be the ones upset and will have their mouthpieces voice alarm or concern at this news. I think I understand now. That's part of it. It's very complicated, but I just need to know who pushed Canada's buttons, and then we can plan out our next move. So, should I bring in the ambassador now, sir? Yes. And make sure some reporters get exclusive access. We want this news to be instantaneous. I want you to watch for the immediate reaction from around the world. The first one to voice something negative is the one we want to put under the microscope. I'll bring the ambassador in now, sir. You have been listening to The Rise of King Asylus, Episode 4, The Fine Line. Starring J.V. Torres as King Asylus, John Doby as Quentin Capone, 
Stephen Fisher as Minister Jeremy Oreb. Clarence Jackson as the President. Jeff Ellis as Dr. Ezekiel. Abigail Kalk as Rachel Kanan. Dodd Rudzinski as Newsreader. And narrated by Sergei Barishnikov. This episode features the song Apathy by Little Atlas. Please visit their Facebook page at facebook.com slash littleatlas. Other music contributors include Joshua Nelson, freesound.org, and Audio Jungle. For more information about this program, the music, and the cast, please visit our website at www.theriseofkingasilas.com. This has been a production of the New Kingdom Radio Theater, a subsidiary of the J.V. Micah Publishing Company in Baltimore, Maryland. Copyright 2017. And stay tuned for Episode 5. And now, Mutual of Ohm, providing spiritual insurance for your past, your present, and your future since 500 B.C., proudly presents Wrinkley's Believe It or... Forget about it, bringing you strange but true tales and oddities from all over this wide world. And here is your host, Mr. Robert Wrinkley. Hello, I'm Robert Wrinkley. And lastly, here is the story of Johnny Warden of Halifax, Nova Scotia, who, as second mate of the cargo ship SS Montblanc, miraculously survived the explosion of that vessel on December 6, 1917, and the subsequent destruction of the Richmond district of Halifax, and the deaths of more than 2,000 Haligonians by the simple miracle of having been in the bed of a prostitute neighboring Fort Sackville at the time. He was known as Lucky Jack for the rest of his life. He died in 1947 in Queens, New York at the age of 62. Interestingly enough, in the bed of another prostitute. Believe it or forget about it. I'm Robert Wrinkley. Ta-ta for now. You've been listening to a special feature of Pulpourri Theater. Wrinkley's Believe It or Forget About It. Brought to you by Mutual of Ohm. Providing spiritual insurance for your past, your present, and your future since 500 BC. This is Gramercy Noun speaking. We return you now to our regularly scheduled program.